Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Rebel. Vicious. But brilliant. You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Hello everybody, welcome to New York Talk, this is the Rotherham United Podcast, thank you all for being with us again and what is our last non-proper mm. Rotherham episode before the season kicks back in um, soon, so I'm looking forward to going back to normality to be honest with you, um, but it's not a bad episode, we get to talk about a very comfortable evening for England and other World Cup shenanigans over the last, how many days, four or five days it's been. Uh, Mick's back with us, how are you doing Michael? All good mate, thank you, you? Very, very good. Thank you very much. And Tom Ayers back with us. How are you going, Tom? Yeah, I'm all good. I'm, uh, I'm all good after that England performance, yeah. <laughs> Always good. Yes. It's very comfortable. Um, so we'll talk about that. If we can find up any problem news, we will find some. I don't think there's very much to talk about yet. Um, but I'll come in a few days' time on the next episode, hopefully. Uh, Mick, we should, first start by giving a shout out to Kev Johnson and everybody who contributed to the Legends Night at New York Stadium on, I think it was Friday now, a few days ago. Um, £11,000 was the last count that they had raised for Rotherham Hospice, which is a crazy amount of money. Um, a really, really good night, some great stories, some great music, some great auction prizes, a lot of money spent uh, by people on some really good auction prizes, Mick. Um Particular highlight. We were sat together. Do you have a particular highlight of the night? Um, yeah, obviously, listening to uh, to Lee McMahon singing "Drop Me Off in Rotherham" was uh, a proper highlight. I have to be honest, <laughs> <laughs> love that. Absolutely love it. Um, so yeah, it was a great night. Really enjoyable, um, and and for a fantastic cause as well. So it's uh, top top work by Kev, as per usual. Um, so he's setting himself up now, and he's got set the bar very high. Um, so yeah, fabulous night, Kev. Thank you. Yeah, it takes some going after you get Alan Lee and Sedgy and Monkey, and yeah, you, it's difficult to go up from that level, to be honest with you. So we're very difficult <laughs> to, um, we're going to need Frex, Ravel, Alfie. You know, it's going to take some doing to top that, but I'm sure you will do it, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm struggling to see if he's going to ship Alfie over from Australia, but you never know, do you? 
Well, if we work out everyone else who's back in England, um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, that'd be good. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see about that. Uh, we've got Sean Green with us, um, Paul Brock's with us, Kim Haywood's with us, Tobias is with us. Uh, thank you for joining us, Tobias. His uh, his team of South Korea, uh, <laughs> the, his sweepstake team are out. Uh, we'll talk about that to be honest with you because I can't. They've played against one of the favourites now. But, um, they were my dark horses, Mick. So I win the dark horse bet, the dark horse yeah, yeah. prediction. So that's. Um, another prediction that I won. Uh, probably not. Uh, another prediction I won is that I said England were going to win three 0 against Senegal, uh, and as it turns out, that's exactly what happened. Thankfully, um, Tom. Other than twenty <laughs> minutes, twenty five minutes, something like that. Although for the most part, it was relatively comfortable. Other than the odd moment, it was one of the most comfortable knockout games. It's the most comfortable knockout game since Ukraine two years ago, I suppose. But it was very, very comfortable. Yeah. Sorry, Mick. Sorry. <laughs> it's in my internet playing up again. It was a comfortable night, weren't it, Tom? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, sorry. It was mine. No, um, oh, yeah, it was. It was It was extremely comfortable. It was such a... It was an enjoyable watch as well, especially that second half. I mean, the first, the first 30 minutes were... Yeah, boring. <laughs> um... <laughs> But yeah, I mean, as soon as he like, you know, it's kind of he, he almost let the creative players play, and then yeah, it says the rest. You know, Senegal, well, were, were good. I thought, you know, they were all right. But um, but no, yeah, it's it's not a it wasn't a challenge in the end. But um, you know, I think it that helps to um, to boost their confidence, especially that of Jude Bellingham's. He was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Well, just but. You know, yeah. I, th I think the real test is France, isn't it? Yeah, it is. That's the biggie. That yeah, is yeah. the biggie. Um, yeah. Mick, were Senegal rubbish or were England just on another level to where they were? Because they are African champions. Let's remember that. Listen, they're, they're nobody's mugs, Senegal. Um, no, no question about it. They're, they're probably the best. Well, there's no probably about it. They're the best team we've faced so far um, in this tournament. Um, by, by some distance, to be fair, and they did create some some dodgy moments for us at times, uh, but we dealt with it reasonably well. Uh, there was that one save from Pickford um, in the first half, which, to be fair, I think had it gone in, it would have been disallowed anyway because there were a handball in the build-up to that. Um, but nevertheless, it didn't go in. It was it was well defended eventually, um, and, and and like Tom said, there we were never really in any danger. Um, but but being under no illusions, they're a quality side, um, mm. you know. So, but we have to be beating beating them, and well, clearly we did. So um, it was a, it was a, overall, I thought it was a really good performance. Um, so yeah, I have no issues with it whatsoever. Mm. Yeah, John Rell says, "Evening lads, it's Jude Bellingham's world. We're all just <laughs> living in it." Um, yeah, it's at the start yeah, of the, the, the tournament, Tom. We were talking. We were talking. Is Belling going to get in the team? Because he'd not really played for England. We all knew he was mm -hmm. a very good player, but he'd never played consistently. And now he is, other than Harry Kane, he's probably the second name on the team sheet. He's just been. It's a bit yeah. of a sensational tournament. Yeah, I mean, some of his stats that came out of that game were ridiculous. It was. It was. You know, 
you know, he wasn't he wasn't just everywhere. He was he was influencing everything as well. You know, every every good move came through him. I mean, that first goal came through him. The second goal came through him driving through the middle. You know, it was it was it was him. It was it was just his game really. And um, yeah, I thought I thought he really. I, I don't know if it's is it the is it the three in midfield that helps him be more creative like that because yeah. you know the first couple of games you know he was solid but he was never quite as uh, influential as he was against Senegal and you know it's you know that's a credit to Henderson and Rice I think as well it's um, mm-hmm. it was it was a good it was a good all round performance but yeah Jude Bellingham was something sensational and to be doing that at nineteen as well he's yeah, he's, he's he's probably England. Will be one of England's best ever players if he continues like he does. Mm. Uh, yeah. Did he, did either of you two see that video with the uh, the Real Madrid fan in um, Qatar? By the way, it was just <laughs> absolute random encounter. <laughs> yeah. Telling yeah. him to join Real Madrid almost aggressively. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tough. Yeah. Uh, well, it could go anywhere. He could have his pick. Could. Really, right yeah. now, could go wherever he wants to go. They'll yeah. take him. That's like, yeah, that's 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 how good it is. He's, yeah, he's now we're, talk, we're now talking about. He's in the conversation to win player of the tournament. We're now in that stage where right, he's he's been he's been that good. <laughs> Big shaking his head. Go on. He's not going to do, is it? He's not oh. going to do. Well, I mean, far be it from me to say anything about this uh, World Cup is corrupt in any way. I mean, I would never say that because that's obviously <laughs> there's no evidence to suggest that's true. Um, <laughs> What I would say is that Ronaldo won the man of the match for scoring a penalty and doing absolutely nothing else. Gareth Bale. Well, the man of the match ones were a joke. Well, yeah. yeah, it's fixed. It's corrupt. It's bent, much like the rest of the World Cup. I, uh, well, I, I Harry Kane was given man of the match last night. Now, I mean, it's the most. I mean, I'm emba- I'm embarrassed for Harry Kane, and I would think, I would hope that Harry Kane was embarrassed picking that up because. It, it, it's just uh, Jude Bellingham was head, shoulders, knees, and toes above everybody else. On that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, he was. Right. And, and I'd like to apologise to John in comments as well because when they retired that twenty-two shirt from Birmingham, I laughed. <laughs> I was embarrassed for him, and I and last night showed me that it was justified because yeah. he is just something else, absolutely something else. He was assisted last night and he was able to play the way he did because of uh, Rice. I think Rice is 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 a phenomenal player and he, he allows him that freedom. And Jordan Henderson as well, obviously, in, in with the way that that middle three played, um, mm. helped Bellingham to to, um, to be as influential on the game as he was. But um, how anybody else could even be considered for man of the match, even, even considered... Even in a short list, there is only one short. There was the short list was very short. It was one player, and it was Jude Bellingham. Ridiculous, absolutely bent. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I don't know this. I think the goal, the golden ball is voted in a different way. It's not just who Budweiser want to meet, like it is no. a whole Robin game. No, of it's course just, it's not. Who's no. the favourite player out of Pringle again? Like it that's used to exactly be. what it is. But the the, the overall tournament is different. Mm. Um, different voted differently. I think I've been voted by the. The, somehow the teams, I think that's for another day. Uh, which, <laughs> he's in the conversation. He's already, and he's he's almost mm. nailed on to win the young player of the tournament, almost already, because that's how good he's been. Four games in, um, it's brilliant. Will says if we if if we didn't let Foden score against us, he would have never kicked on. Rotherham United making yet another player's career. 
That's correct. It's true. <laughs> First home goal was against the mighty Robin United. So you welcome England. That's all I suppose we should say. Um, Richard Brown said, "Did anybody see the Brother United ban at the match? I didn't see it, uh, uh, but there was yeah. always there's always one in there. <laughs> Portugal Uruguay won it, or was it? Right. Like not even an England game. Oh, it might <laughs> I, saw, I saw it a different game as well. <laughs> yeah. cool. I didn't know which one he meant. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, John Morell says, "Don't worry, Mick. Every total Mick Kate, the shirt isn't retired. It's only on hold for an." For when he returns, in his own words, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll need yeah, to buy the first I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will return to Birmingham City eventually. Um, strikes me as that kind of lad, you know. Who I don't know. Did you, did you see the Ali McCoy quote comment? Did, yeah, yeah, that was brilliant. He basically <laughs> said, "I ain't got any 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 daughters, but if I had any daughters, I'd be fine with going out with Jude Bellingham because I think he's great." <laughs> but not Jack Grealish. But not Jack Grealish. No, and I think, I think he's right. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, back on that first twenty minutes, Tom. That's. I suppose it set the tone. It sets a foundation that we were very slow, ponderous. Passed it round the back five, including the keeper, for a long period of time. But I suppose it, it allows everybody to settle into the game. Mm. But. Could you do that against France? I don't think you could do that. I think, I think you'd get one mistake and France will kill you, won't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the big issue, isn't it? Is that... <clears throat> Not just that as well, but I don't think we'd have time to do that. We wouldn't have yeah. We wouldn't have possession to do that. I think... <clears throat> I only think that... Uh, the reason, Well, the reason we did that is... I think Stones came out after the, man, uh, after the match and just said, yeah... Um, one-on-one, one on one, they were just tracking us all over the park. So it was kind of a necessity rather than a want, maybe. Mm. But against France, you're not going to get, you know, you need those cute players like Foden, Saka, Bellingham. Um, you just move the ball a bit quicker. Um, but yeah, I mean, but if you watch that Poland game, they're not unbeatable, France. They they looked ropey in that first half. And if it wasn't for a Mbappe, well, I know it wasn't just him, but Mbappe, master class then you, you know it's mm. it's it's anyone's game on saturday but i i think we'll be all right in um in the in the in the long run because you know it's it's <clears throat> it, do, it doesn't suit france um to be out, out of possession so i think we'll, we'll 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 hold the ball a lot better when we do have it so you know france like the ball to feet etc and you know it's 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 something we can pry off of mm. Yeah, uh, you said Mick. You had a, not you never got Harry Kane, but he wasn't obviously man of the match. But he got his first goal uh, tournament. Mm. Um, very very good goal. All the hard work was done by other other players. Um, but it's good. <laughs> you've got to hope for something like Harry Kane that it's just it, it's not a monk of the back. I don't think Harry Kane sort of works like that. I don't think mentally he's worried about that. But it's just good to get one on the board and eight different mm. scorers now. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, uh, it is. It's good. To, it's good that he's got a full mark. Um, he, he he needs to up his game a little bit for me. I think he's been off a boil. For I know, I know, I, I know you're laughing, but <laughs> you know he, the, the the thing with him is he, he you know when he receives the ball with his back to goal and he's facing his own players, it's the the, the time it takes him to distribute it is is too long. You know he, he misses two or three two or three passes at times before he releases the ball. Um, and and I think he needs to be sharper with that. If he was sharper, I think England would be a lot more fluent. Um, so 
that's just my opinion. But he's better in those goal scoring positions than he is, you know, being used as a hold up player. Um, but Senegal played very similar to the way that the US played, um, in that they didn't really press particularly high, uh, and they got they, they 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 sort of were very keen to get eleven men behind the ball as, as often as they possibly could. I don't think that suits the way England play. No. Uh, France won't do. <laughs> um, yeah. France will strut about and, and 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 try and you know prove that they are world champions, um, mm. which I think will play into England's hands personally. Yeah. Um, so long as we can be um, a little bit tighter defensively, because defensively last night, I think we were exposed a couple of times. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have to wait and see. But as far as Harry Kane's concerned, yeah, hopefully that'll allow him to kick on. Um, and and if if he's not having to come back into mid into midfield to pick up the ball, then he'll be able to spend more time in opposition penalty area where he can do the damage. Mm. Yeah. John Rell says he doesn't think Kane's fully fit himself. Uh, he also mm. does France midfield help. Yeah, I, I probably agree, Tommy. It, it doesn't look as fluid in his movement as he normally does. Uh, but if this is Kane at 70% fit, then yeah. a week's yeah. rest should be on another level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's, he's, a, he's a good player. And, and, and I do agree, Mick, that he doesn't... <clears throat> he doesn't quite see those quick passes like someone like Foden would, but I, I do think he was integral towards getting on the front foot. I don't know when he when he came short, very short into midfield, mm. that pinging those long balls out did seem to help us just get out of pressure a bit. And um, you know, he's not he's not a playmaker. He shouldn't be dropping that deep, but sometimes yeah. in those games you kind of have to. And I think that's the sign of an intelligent player. And I think I think that's why he will always have to start and play every minute for England because if if he doesn't, then stuff like that doesn't happen, and um, he, he, he does influence the game a lot more than just goals. And I think I think every England fan's starting to see that now that even though he's not scoring, he's still playing well. I, I, and I know that I think I think Foden deserved the man of a man of the match over him, but it, it does go to say like he, he did. He, he had they all had good games, but he did have a good game. Mm. Um, so yeah, even even at seventy percent fit, like you said, he's he's still a menace to deal with, um, especially against you know Kanate and um, well Varane um, or yeah. Varane and Umpamecano, who he plays against. You know every well he's played against for the past couple seasons. You know he he has the run on them. He, he knows them, uh, especially Lloris as well. Trains yeah. plays with him. You know he only needs a chance or two, and he's and he's you know he's <laughs> you two nil up. You only give him a chance, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Which I think. Yeah, is the is the crucial thing, but uh, I would say that with the weak link, I, I'd have to say Maguire because he got he did get caught out quite a few times against Senegal in that first half. I thought, well, that that's the only yeah. thing. That's the only, uh, it, it was still casual. Only... I thought, yeah, I, I, yeah, it took yeah. too long, didn't it? Yeah, and J- and Jai had the had the run on it, run on him a bit, mm. but it wasn't anything too serious. I think I, I genuinely back our chances against France, and I might regret saying that, but I, re- I really do. I don't I don't think they offered. <laughs> too much at the back and I think that will just help us a lot hmm. yeah yeah well, the, Mick, the, issue, the issue from uh, Maguire's point of view is he shouldn't have too many difficulties dealing with Giroud in terms of pace yeah. but you know if he gets if he gets isolated with Dembele then he's going to be in trouble um, yeah. he's on the opposite side I think to Mbappe I think that's yeah. going to be Carl Walker's <laughs> you know, that'll yeah. be Carl Walker's job and um if anybody's so, going to catch him, then uh, then Walker will. But yeah. I don't know why. Just 
it, you know, if he does, like I said, if he gets isolated against somebody like Dembele, then that mm. might be an issue. Although he comes into bullseye for sure at the moment, could he? So fingers crossed. It'll, if he does get past him, it'll end up in uh, in row Z. But you never yeah. know. Do you? No. Yeah. So the question is moving forward: is what's the formation? Because historically, I say historically, over the last couple of tournaments against the better teams, he's gone to back to three, essentially back five. Um, five at the back, so you, you lose a mid, essentially the attacking midfielder comes into the defence almost. Um, what are you going to do there, Mick? Because back five against that helps because you can, you can put one Kyle Walker as a right of the, of the back three because that pace is then there to cover that to cover the, the Mbappe area with with maybe Trippier as a, as a right wing back as well. So you're sort of doubling up really, really strong defensively with a good bit of pace. But if you do that, where does Bellingham fit into that? Because if you're going to play that formation, you have the, the two sitting midfielders, or again, historically, we have the two sitting midfielders, but Bellingham's been our best player. So what yeah. do you do about that? It's that it's a puzzle that somehow it's going to be solved within a week. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it depends how, how Southgate and his team see that French midfield. Um because I, I, I think somebody's put it in the comments earlier on. I think that the midfield is where the where that game the game's going to be won and lost. I think mm-hmm. uh, I, I my view is that Cal uh, Walker has enough about him to keep Mbappe reasonably quiet, reasonably quiet. Um, so it's then it's it's then how, how they're going to match it up in midfield um, mm-hmm. at the back. I suspect I suspect they'll probably go the same. Um, I can't see him going three across the back. I don't, I don't, I don't feel that the French, from what I've seen of them, um, go too much too much down the middle. You know, so you, you you're kind of wasting mm. you're wasting a, a, a position there, a more attacking position by playing three central defenders because uh, they tend to play just Giroud up top and he's supported then by Mbappe mm. and Griezmann or whoever else it is. Um, so I can't see too many changes at back to be honest with you I might be wrong of course but who knows um, yeah. we'll see Danny's with us Danny Odenglade is with us how are you doing Danny? I'm alright thank you apologies I'm a little bit late I was at my granddad's making sure he can feed himself because as we've established he's incapable of boiling an egg um, <laughs> but yes we're here uh, I'll move my computer slightly obviously you can't see the washing but yes we're here <laughs> What do you think, Dave, for Saturday? We will we'll sort of preview this a little bit because we're going to talk about Rotherham on Wednesday. Um, what what is that, what's England going to look like? What what do England need to do in terms of personnel and system to make sure they stifle the attacking threat of France but don't stifle themselves attacking? Christ, what an interruption question. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was hoping for a what have you had for tea, to be honest. This is what you get for coming late, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> um... I mean, I caught the tail end of what Mick was saying about Kyle Walker and Mbappe, and I'm inclined to agree, but Mbappe seems to be one of uh, the multiple th- threats that France has, hmm. uh, the other one being Giroud as well. They seem to be the standout ones for me. Um, yeah, just just keep, keep Mbappe as quiet as we can, uh, whether that's hmm. shifting the system to a three, um, I think that probably would be better because it gives you your, your three centre-backs and you'll sit a little bit deeper because we've established that we know where the goal is and we know how to finish and we do play some very good fluid football up top. It's just, again, I've said this nearly every podcast now, just showing up the defence, I think, is the thing 
we need to watch out for because even though we're the only team to have won in 90 minutes and kept a clean sheet, because um, uh, I believe Croatia and um, Japan, Japan finished nil-nil, didn't it? Uh, 1-1. Oh, 1-1. One, one. Oh, right. Okay, so we are the only clean sheet in the round of 16 so far, right, sound. Right. So, we, so we don't get that without knowing what we're doing, but there was a little bit of a shaky spell against Senegal, which Pickford pulled off a great save to keep it um, a clean sheet. And then after that, we sort of just built into it and then, you know, just found ourselves and started scoring. Um, I think with France, we're going to have to try and play our cards differently. I think it's more keeping the French attack quiet and finding a, a finding the way through. I don't think it'll be a big scoreline against the French, not at all. We can't afford to keep going forward and leave the back slightly open. We need to really shore it up and that's probably going to have to be a three with your... Um, Slightly more defensive-minded players, potentially. Even maybe having that uh, slight tweaking formation where your two is sort of like a 1-1, weirdly, like a slightly more defensive-minded player instead. So I, I could see that being a possibility. Um, but if I'm being honest, boys, I'm not confident against the French. They look <laughs> a very, very good team. Oh, dear. Same with Brazil as well. But, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about Brazil. We want to talk, talk about them in a minute because there's lots to cover on them. Um yeah, yeah. Are you surprised yesterday, Tom, that he left Rashford out? Uh, obviously, it worked with one three 0 but Rashford scored two, and when he came on, was, was a good threat. Do you think he's just a good impact player to have, really? Yeah, I think uh, I think he offers more than Saka off the bench. I think is the only thing, mm. the only reasonable excuse you can give Southgate because after scoring two and looking like the most dangerous player against Wales, to then get dropped is. Number one, you know, well, we don't know what's going on at training, but it can't do his confidence much good if he's thinking, well, I, I can score two goals in a World Cup, in a crucial World Cup game and get dropped. So what do I have to do to start kind of thing? So obviously his confidence must be, well, it might not be, but it is, surely his confidence is taking a knock from that. And you don't really want your players' confidence is going down before the knockout stages and, and whatnot. So I... It, you know, Saka had a good game. It's not to say that he didn't, but to have Rashford not start after the game he had, it's it's a bit. Maybe it was a tactical change. Maybe there was an injury there, but it, it didn't make much sense. But clearly, it, it it came off. But again, I just you know you just got a feel for Rashford because you can't you you know if you score two goals, you expect to play every minute. So you know it's it's tough for him. But he'll be all. I reckon he'll be all right. Is he? In terms of tactics, he's a much better impact sub than Saka is. But, yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. I did think Saka had an amazing game. I know he scored, but I thought there were parts of the game where Saka went missing a little bit. Um, um, I might have been harsh on him, to be honest with you. I thought Foden was significantly better. And Billing, was, Belling, as we mentioned, was amazing. Um, yeah. If you look at some of the stats, I don't know, was it, uh, some of the stats I've seen today, we were very, very heavily weighted towards that left side, possession-wise. Yeah. Very heavily weighted. Uh, as a consequence, Saka didn't really see a lot of the ball. Um, so um, that's possibly why he wasn't involved quite so much because a lot of it went through Bellingham and Foden um, on that left area. So, um, yeah. But it was a lovely finish from Saka. Great finish. Um, let's put some predictions in. Uh, Danny, start with you, mate. What are your predictions for Saturday, for the France game Saturday? <laughs> Oh God! Um, well, I've already said that I'm not confident again, um, for the game against the French. Um, 
But I don't know. I don't know. I, I do have a strange feeling, and this is what my lass has said to me. It could be our Germany moment this tournament. Like we had that mm. moment in the Euros where we all thought it's a really tough game against the against the Germans, and we beat them two 0 and everybody went ecstatic. We could have another Germany moment this tournament and really surprise France because you know they've conceded. Yeah, it were a penalty that had to be retaken and then scored. Um, but we do have that bit about us up front where I think we could play some quality football and get a goal out of it. Mm. So the Englishman in me says we're going to win 1-0 and we're going to absolutely finesse the French and win 1-0. But my footballing brain says I think we'll lose 2-1. Because this, this this is the game where I said if England <laughs> play the cards right, they'll get to the quarterfinals, play France and we'll go out. That's what yeah. my football head says. But me... Englishman head says we're going to win one nil and keep going. Do you want me to stick you with? Shall I put you one nil down? Yes. Put me down as the Englishman one. <laughs> uh, Tom, what do you reckon? Uh, I'm going to go for the opposite of Danny's and say, well, Danny's footballing one and say two uh, one England. I think I think we've got just just enough to push us over the line. I, I can see Mbappe scoring already, um, doing his little stupid celebration. But um, yeah, I can yeah I can I can see a two one England. I think we've got enough firepower. Mick, um, well, I said we'd go out in quarterfinals. Yeah, that was my um, that was my pre tournament prediction. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go against that. I'm gonna say that we're gonna win two nil. Two nil. Two nil. Wow. Very good. Like style. I'm gonna go one one and then a flip of the coin on penalties. I'll go I'll go England on penalties just because, but it's gonna be crazy tight. The, the good thing about the French is they've got they've got stupid results in went, went out in Euros to Switzerland to, to, to this yeah. the same team they are now went out to Switzerland and we know how average Switzerland are. They're, they're a decent team, but they're nowhere near France's level in, in theory. So and when it gets serious is when you sort of see the real true colours and the mentality and how strong they are mentally yeah. and physically. So <clears throat> they won't woke up four years ago, so I'm maybe not in a position to be questioning the mentality, to be honest. But we will find out. And I'll find out about England as well. The the, mm. the, the thing that gets thrown a lot of at the minute is they've never really beat a good team. Germans, it was, it was the Germans, but we've seen how bad the Germans are now. Uh, first good team you come up against Italy, you're losing it, you're losing a final on penalties. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think the winner of this could go on to win the world cup, to be honest with you. I, th- I think that's what a lot of people are saying, and it? it's, yeah. it's it's the be all, yeah, it's the be all kind of game. Mm. If this were a final, the world would be quite happy, I think, because it'd be yeah. two really good teams go against each other. Um, but it's not, <laughs> it's a quarter final, mm-hmm. uh, one of us is going home. Um, John Rell says 2 1 to England. The French are going to get Bellinghamed. Uh, Powerman <laughs> UK says a goal fest 3 2. Sean Green says 1 0. Could be a long night. Arsh Summit thinks 3 2. Come on, England. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or Zepbound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some other games in the World Cup. Because why not? Um, we, we, we are recording just after Brazil. Let's talk about that. Brazil with a 4-1 victory over South Korea. There's two ways of looking at this, Mick. You can either say that Brazil was scintillating and they were. They scored some sensational goals. Their players that are the meant to be their best players turned up and scored the goals. Uh, you could also say that South Korea, South Korea defended like a Sunday league team uh, in, the, <laughs> just in the first half. Which, which one of those routes would you like to take, uh, take the podcast down? Um, I don't know, mate, because I didn't watch it. Oh, jeez. So, you know, I mean, you've t- I've teed you up. And I, I, couldn't, I couldn't have said that right at the start, but I thought... Good, no, yeah, good, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, for me, Brazil are up there with Uruguay at the moment as the most insidious, horrible team in this competition. <laughs> um, I, I used to like Brazil and I used to love watching Brazil. Um, and it was absolutely no skin off my nose whatsoever not to watch that game tonight. Um, I, 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 I dislike them intensely. Uh, their attitude towards the game just it, it, it just it's awful. It's horrible, and it, and it is up there with Uruguay in terms of the ability to try and just cheat the way through ninety minutes. Um, and I don't like it so. I was I was very disappointed with the result. I hoped I kind of hoped stupidly that South Korea might pull off some sort of ridiculous giant killing um, and, and knock them out. Um, hopefully that'll happen to me next round because I don't think they deserve to go through to final. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uruguay got what they deserved, and hopefully Brazil will get it sooner or later. Okay, Tom, did you watch the game? Uh, yeah, uh, I watched the first half. I kind of. Zoned out for the second yeah, half. Not I was making second. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> no, that first half was um, a bit of both. It just has to be said. South Korea defended very poorly. I don't think they've ever started a first half very well. Um, so, from what I've watched, anyway, the first half is always quite bad for South Korea. But you got to be—it's got to be said. Some of those goals were quite something. Uh, you know, Richardson's that the first or third? I can't remember now. The third, the third, third goal, which was Charles, yeah. Considering it was, it was a, it was a passing move from including the two centre backs, yeah. from Marquinhos to Thiago Silva to then in for Richarlison was ridiculous. It was a beautifully crafted goal. Um, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I think Brazil are the only other team other than France that I think you can kind of fear in this competition as being tech. They're, they're all technically good. They're all physically strong and quick. They they seem to have a good togetherness, you know. That's the only other team I can really look at and thinking, wow, don't want to play them, but kind of have to, don't you? <laughs> well, uh, we can't meet them till the final, thankfully. Yeah, I suppose, thankfully. Yeah. yeah, it reminded me a bit of Rotherham Doncaster last season when Donny tried matching us up, and it was just <laughs> stupid. Why would they try and matching us up when and South Korea just tried matching Brazil up? And you're yeah, like, you're South Korea fun. and they're Brazil. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't get it. I mean, we've seen Serbia, Switzerland, and whoever else were in Brazil's group. If you try and stifle Brazil, they get angry, they get cross, and they get frustrated. 
yeah, yeah. they beat those teams because those teams are not amazing. But I, yeah, I get I get worried, Danny, because they are amazing. But we, I feel like we could stifle Brazil quite badly and then hit them on the break or hit or punish them when they start getting a bit restless. Really, that they worry me, but I can see us beating them. Uh, you're a bit braver than me saying that, Matt. I can't really, as it stands right now, I can't, I can't see us completely beating Brazil, but at least with Brazil, there are ways to do it, like you say. Mm. Um, I mean, technically, there's ways to beat France because they have been beaten, but anyway. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, like you say, with Brazil, it's one of them teams where if you just stop them playing the way they want to play, they get angry and frustrated and they then create gaps. It's actually the same with Argentina. Mm-hmm. As well, and and the same with the South American teams. If you stop them playing, they want the way they want to play. They get annoyed at you. Whereas with the European teams, they have different ways of playing. So if you try and start for one way, we'll just switch up a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the only downside with that is that France have got some quality strikers in their team, but they are beatable, as we've seen. Yeah. Um, and it's just it just for me it's just how adaptive is Southgate. Like if he sees the system isn't working, does he change it? Because I thought at times against Senegal we were playing like we played against the US, where we were very flat and invited pressure. But he sort of switched it a little bit, and that's when we really came into our own. So yeah, maybe if we do get to the final and we meet Brazil and we match up against him and he sees it isn't working and try and stifle him, that could be our way through. Nearly downside, we have to get past France first and whoever it is in semi final. Spain or Portugal. Oh. <laughs> oh dear! Yeah, Brazil, Brazil's got a relatively kind it, of. Got, it got... seems to be the exact opposite of the Euros for the blokes because people have yeah. argued that we had an easy route through the Euros until we got to Germany. Whereas this World Cup, we seem to have beaten Senegal, and now we've got the hard teams to just even get to the final. So yeah. it swings and roundabouts, isn't it? But mm. we beat the African champions. We're now going to beat the world champions. Yeah, that's um, the former former European champions. In either Portugal or Spain, it's just easy peasy. Don't worry about it. Uh, Brazil got Croatia in the next round, and probably Argentina. Obviously, that depends on Netherlands. Uh, that that tie mm-hmm. as well. So we'll have to wait and see on that one exactly how that runs down. But you'd expect Brazil got a kind of run. Let's put it that way. Let's put it that way. Um, Mick, you didn't watch the game, but you can be Roy Keane if you like. How did you feel about Brazil's? Uh, I'm actually rather bringing their third choice keeper on in the 80th minute just to get him an appearance at the World Cup. Um, I thought it was a complete huh. mistake. I sort of enjoyed it because I think it's funny, and if you defend like that, you maybe deserve what you get. But how did you feel about bringing third choice keeper on just for the sake of an appearance in a last 16 World Cup? Well, I don't know. I, I don't have a. I don't have a view on it to be honest with you. It's, it, it, yeah. Whatever game a go because you probably not get through next round, so might as well get an appearance. <laughs> Roy Keane was yeah. very upset about Brazil celebrating uh, their fourth. It's, uh, it's disrespectful. I mean, it's just what Brazil do, do isn't it? it yeah. are... That don't make it that just because it's what they do don't make it any less disrespectful, does it? Just because they're Brazil or they're Argentina or or France or whoever, it don't make it any less disrespectful for the teams that they're playing, you know? Like, for, for example, South Korea players, it's going to be the highlight, for some of them, it's going to be the highlight of their careers, uh, playing playing a, a legendary team like Brazil. Um, and just because they're not capable of, of, of matching up to them, then to have it rubbed in the face and, and laughed at is just... 
disrespectful to professional footballers. I'm, I'm all. I'm not. I mean, I'm all for celebrating a goal. Obviously, you know, you do. No problem with that, but it just for me, it's too far. But then I'm an old gimmer, aren't I? Maybe I'm just a sorry old miserable git. I don't know. I don't know who's told you that. No, I don't know either. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind. It's just their style. Their style is to sort of celebrate like that. I don't. I don't. Yeah, it's just completely everything else, though, Matt. That's where that's my issue. It's the big picture, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's like you're holding a grudge again. You just can't let go of, it, of these things, can you? Mate, I, I'm not holding a grudge at all. I don't, not it's at not all. A grudge, once you decide you don't like them, it's going to take a lot for you to decide that you like them again, isn't it? Yeah, but, but why? Because they'll never change, will they? These specific players, I don't mean the country or the, 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 the Brazil team as a whole, because it will evolve and it will change. Uh, but these specific players will never change the way they behave, whether they're playing for Brazil or the clubs. They will behave in the same fashion, but it's wrong. Okay. If, if, look, if, they do it, if they do it towards in final, then I'll, I will feel differently to how I feel right now. I don't know if you saw the, the, the Holland game the other day. Um, who do they play now? America. America. Um, and, and the commentary, commentary team were, were raving and raving about Dumfries. Mm. About what an unbelievable footballer he is, and fantastic player, and and so on and so forth. What they didn't mention, and they they, they completely just didn't talk about it at all. He, he throws himself on floor in the United States penalty area, with his arm up in the air as if he's seriously injured, then banging it on floor, really rolling and writhing about everywhere, screaming, and literally three seconds later, he's sprinting back up the pitch, and we don't take it. Nobody says up about it. Nobody mentions it, but what he's trying to do there is fool the referee, change the game, possibly get the opposition a yellow or a red card. How is that right? How can that possibly be right? And then we're going to say what a wonderful player he is and had a great game. He hasn't, he's cheated. Why, why, why does nobody else talk about this? I find it really hard. I can't get my head around it. I can't, honestly. There's so many examples of it and nobody mentions it. Most part of the game. We're used to it now. It's not that. Yeah. You know, you know if you know if one of these players gets done for taking coke or something before a game, they're all the papers, they're vilified, they're this, they're that, they're other, you know, or whatever performance performance enhancing drugs. They're all they're all you know, it's it's a disgrace, it's an absolute outrage. Why? What's the difference? If you can tell me the difference between what Cavani did the other day and somebody taking a whatever steroids it is, what's the difference? I don't know. Just, I like a lot. <laughs> just annoys me. It annoys me. <laughs> Does it? Does it really? Does Boils it? my blood. <laughs> just ignore it. Why? I don't know. I don't know. Let's move on. Here we go. Right. John Morell says it's in Derby County to defend better than Korea did. Uh, Sean Green says the defending was atrocious. Uh, Power UK says it was a humiliation for South Korea. John Morell says if they defend like that, they deserve all the disrespect they're going to get. Last 16 <laughs> of a World Cup, and that was the worst international defensive display I've ever seen. And it, to be honest with you, it's not far off. It, it was that bad at times. It was, yeah. Mm, uh, uh, John Morell says if Rotherham player dives, wins a penalty in your final game of the season, Mick Witch is as loud as anybody. Yes, he will. 
Well, I might be cheering if we score, but I'll, I'll be screaming at the player to get up because I do, I do, I do anyway. I yeah. can't be doing it. Ben Wells yeah. is famous for it, throwing himself on floor. He is, yeah. And he does get my, <laughs> um, he does get my, um, my me shouting in his ear. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he Well, um, no, I'm sure he can't hear me. Yeah. Um, did we all watch the Japan game before I ask you a question? I'll short check. No. Did no. Watch Japan game? Mick, did you watch the Japan game? Uh, Croatia. Japan, Croatia, yeah. today. Yeah, yeah. How yes, did you feel about the penalty shootout? It was absolutely oh. dreadful, weren't it? If Korea's defending the bad, well, Japan's penalty taking. I mean, I mean, the ones are not practiced, and I don't get that. You're going to a knockout game, a World Cup, practice penalties. But that's precisely what was said to me. That's what, what what was said to me while we were watching it. It looks like they've not even practiced taking penalties. It's ridiculous. It's been a massive contrast to their overall performance in the tournament because their performance in the tournament has been yeah. all about bravery, it's all about energy, all about just trying. And those yeah. penalties were just like nothing, weren't they? They were really weird. Yeah, it was, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, they were, they were poor. They got what they unfortunately got what they deserved out of that game, Japan. I expected a lot more from them, to be honest. Mm. Uh, particularly going into that second half. Uh, once it got once it went to one one, I felt that Japan had, had, had probably step it up a little bit, and 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 I felt that it was a better score for them. Well, as good a score as one nil for them because I just felt that they, they had enough uh, mm. from the way they performed previously, um, and it was a, they were a bit of a disappointment. But then penalties were just icing on cake, weren't they? In terms of icing on the disappointment cake. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, Japan. UK says Japan were very good. We're good in the game. Japan have been brilliant all tournament, other than the Costa Rica game. Um, they, on the whole, of the 120 minutes, they probably deserve to go through. But as an England fan, we know what that's like to then mm. lose on penalties. Mm. Um, yeah, but we got the first penalty shot. It's sort of out of the way. We don't. Have, we don't have to be the first ones to lose on penalties, do we? <laughs> Let somebody else be the first. <laughs> I love. I love your positivity there, man. <laughs> If you watch, you'll go to penalties against France and we'll lose now. Yeah, that won't surprise me. <laughs> England. Uh, we'll go back to the days of glorious failure. Uh, proper you know, quarter-final failure, as it used to be. Um, mm. Danny, is there anybody else team that is in the, so let's talk about the knockout stage. Any knockout stages that you thought, oh, they've been really good? Or has it just been the, sort of the usual suspects so far? Um, usual suspects for me. I thought... Um, the US came across against the Netherlands a little bit stronger than I think people gave them credit for. Um, <clears throat> who have Holland have got Argentina in the quarters, haven't they? Yeah, I I think Argentina are a good team. Don't get me wrong, but like with the same argument against Brazil and France, they are beatable, you know, and they look beatable. I mean, I said this to my mum whilst we were watching the Argentina game. Personal opinion. I think Messi isn't having a good tournament by his own standards. You know, yeah. I would judge Ben Wales by he's not had a good game by his own standards, yeah. right? That's how I see Messi's <laughs> tournament. They've all the commentators have bigged him up as the best player in the world, which fair, fair comment he is, right? Yeah. But in terms of the bar that they've set for him, I don't think he's meeting it. I think Argentina rely on him a little bit too much to create something. 
agree. And with and I think with the ne- with the Netherlands, <clears throat> they seem a bit more of a complete team than Argentina. And I honestly think that the Netherlands will beat Argentina because they have a bit more about them. That's my opinion. Might get torn to shreds about it. Fair enough. But I know we've said about Messi going out on a high, winning the World Cup, and everything. They can't rely on Messi to win the World Cup for Argentina. And that seems to be what it is now. Like, sure, Pete, other other ones have scored goals, but Messi is still involved in one way or another with all of the goals they've scored. You know, it's, it's a bit like um, the Brazil team back in uh, 1966, where they relied on Pele a bit too much, and then he got injured, and then they went out in the group stage. Thankfully, mm. Messi isn't injured for Argentina, so they're in the quarters. Um, but if something happens to Messi, they're screwed. If Messi gets completely... Mm taken out of the game, like whether it's injured or just defensively marked, Argentina will struggle because I've watched them closely and they look for where Messi's passes all the time. And it's yeah. only when the defence lose track of Messi, for example, Argentina against Australia, that he gets a goal. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. I agree. I think apparently your case is they're a one-man band. I think that's... I think it happens. You look, you look, they're not the only team that's ever done that in history, but it's... Almost a shame because they've got some great players. Um, what do you think of Netherlands, Tom? Mm. Because I, th- I agree with I agree with Kenny. I think they're a good team. It's not very surprised that Louis van Gaal has got a group of decent <laughs> players yeah. and made them into a good team. Do you think how how yeah, far no. can they go? Oh, it depends. I mean, I just want to say, Danny, the way that you slid in a Ben Wiles Lionel Messi comparison <laughs> so subtly. <laughs> Uh, well very impressive. <laughs> I didn't even um, clock it to be fair. I'm impressed with myself. <laughs> very smooth. Um, now nah, it, it's yeah, it's the Netherlands look very clean. I don't know if, if that makes sense to anyone else, but it seems like they're quite slick with their passing. But mm. again, they don't, other than I don't, I don't even know if the pie does, they don't look like they have much of a goal threat. I, th- I think the goal that Depay scored was a very good team goal and he took it well. But then, other than that, they, they don't, you know, Dumfries had to score and uh, who else? Who got their other one? D- Daily Blind. It was a bit like, you know, they, they they relied heavily on their system and their fullbacks. And I think if you can exploit that system, because Daily Blind is not a yeah. left wing back, if, you know, if, if, I'm going to do a Danny here. If Shane Ferguson, we don't. I don't really think has the legs for left wing back. Then Daly Blind absolutely does not. Um, it, it's it's one. It's 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 just a case of finding them out. And I think I think I. Well, I it's tough to say if Argentina will, but I think a, a team will. Uh, do you know who they've got next? If they, if do you know, is it that far ahead yet? Do you know who they would have Brazil. in the semis or? They'd have Brazil, yeah. I'd, 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 yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. Quarters or semis for me then, because I, I can't see them beating. I can't. I, I can. I, I think they're back. I think they're very. Expo- I think they're a lot more exposed at the back than people think. I think Van Dijk's not having a great tournament. Um, I think that the wing backs are good going forward, but potentially a bit, um, a bit defensively liable at the back, but. Uh, yeah, and I think I think Argentina might have that firepower up front that Netherlands don't quite have, uh, and by that I mean that they have Messi and Netherlands don't. Um, is the only thing I can really see is you know 
the fact that yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think both. I think I think every team needs a game changer, a game changing player, and I think Argentina have one and Netherlands don't. Uh, is is the best way to put it really, and I think that might see him over the line. Mm. Don't know, <laughs> not too sure. Yeah. I yeah. Uh, the an Argentina Argentina Brazil semi final does sound very tasty though, doesn't it? Oh god, uh, yeah. Yeah, although if we lose to France, I'm not watching rest at World Cup, so I suppose it's irrelevant, really. <laughs> um, Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Mick, anybody else you want to mention from the that's left? Well, there's one, there's one more day's worth of last 16 games, isn't there? Yeah, not really. I thought Holland didn't excite at all, really, did they? Um, as as Tom's, Tom's just pointed out there, um, Argentina didn't excite particularly. Um, as, you, as you said, Messi had a decent game. He didn't have the game that all the commentators said he had, you know. The, the um, falling over, aren't they? They're properly going just, overboard. It's it's, it's, it's it's nauseous, isn't it? Yeah. You know, listening to them. Um, and I'm sure they were doing exactly the same about Neymar tonight. I don't know, but I'm assuming that they will have been. Um, right. Well, maybe we'll spend too much time on floor. I don't know. Save it for Ronaldo tomorrow. Well, yeah, they're, they're, I'm going to say then we'll be, we'll be banging on about him tomorrow. Um so no, nobody really sticks out. You mean you mentioned that you know France have got Mbappe that can can change a game. Brazil have got Neymar. Australia, Australia, Argentina have got Messi. Um, mm. Holland don't really have anybody that can do it. Then England have got three or four that can change a game. Yeah, um, and for me that's possibly. I don't want to stick my neck out, but for me that's possibly could be the difference. Um, you know, it's not just one player. Um, and, and there's two or three of them that can change the game. They've been sat on bench for some of it, yeah. so um, we'll see. We'll see. But nobody really excites me at the moment. No. Okay. Mick, Mick being positive about England's chances. Never well, thought I'd see the day. It's about being pragmatic in it because there are times when you know you just know deep down in your heart that we're not good enough. But now you know that we are good enough. There's no question about that. I don't think anybody would argue that, that, that there's enough quality within the England side to win this tournament. There's no no doubt about that. Mm. Um, it's whether they're able to turn it on and, and what happens, you know, how much quality there is in the other teams. Um, so we'll see. But, yeah, they've got the quality. I am being positive in that, in that respect. But, you know, putting it on pitch is another matter, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, Paramount UK says on the Messi thing, it's like listening to the championship commentators on Sky. And to add, I'll add to that, particularly when the play whoever are playing against Rotherham United, um, yeah. it, feel, it feels like anyway, that's for me. It's a little bit uh, like when we played Burnley and they were just fantasizing about Rodriguez whenever he got the ball. There you go, exactly. Exactly. Well, what were they banging on about last night? Adopting cats and somewhere else they were talking about after <laughs> the game. What the I hell know. are you t- you know, listen, that occurred during uh, the Brazil game where they were talking about tourist interest places in Qatar. And one of them was a, um, I forget oh. the technical name of it, was where dissemination the dissemination plant, plant? Yeah, dissemination plant where they yeah. process salt water to make water for the pitch. It's like, yes, Danny. mate, let me just jump on plane to Qatar. Oh, look at this desanitization plant. Isn't it massive? Because we live in a desert, right, Sound Like, why? <laughs> why in sports journalism? Is, is, there a, is there some sort of 
class that teaches you. Yes, yes, there, yes, there is actually, mate. And there's actually a technical term for what they do. It's called. Ah, there is, but I can't use it on here. It's no, it's called waffling. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, 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 there's no to say about the game. Don't say it because we can all see it. It's, it's it's almost as if they think that they've got to set, they've got to keep talking, and they I, just I talk. Think- I think what it is, it's oh, exactly that. Some commentators feel they have to keep uh, it yeah. ticking over, talking, um, and they seem mm. to have distanced themselves from what used to be the old yeah, radio way of t- saying it, which is to tell you what's happening on the pitch, which, if I'm honest, I actually still prefer. I prefer the way uh, Matt Goodwin does it, where like, he named the players so you can actually keep an eye on the screen where that player is, rather than just stopping talking and then suddenly messing met- saying Messi he's on the ball and he plays a fantastic ball it's like yeah I can see that but who played the ball to him <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, Messi's yeah. Got blue card as well yeah oh he's got his golden boots on yeah I can see that like I get people who are colorblind that might not be able to see it but I can still see what he's doing on the telly you know what I mean I'd I, like you, you don't seem to get the really strong bits of commentary, especially like with the BBC and ITV and Sky games as well, that you that you used to get. Like even a short time ago, like do you remember when Sheffield United played Leeds and you got the Basham arriving bit of commentary? I don't think we've had something mm. like that since. Something that was that poignant from a game of football. You know, we're certainly never going to have the think it's all over it is now again because no. that's not the way people commentate on games anymore. But, it, but, it just gets boring. Can we have the option back where you can just turn off the commentary like we had during lockdown? Because I, I didn't mind. enjoyed that. Yeah, I agree. I think I think Peter Jury is quite good. I like him. I think he's yeah. a, he's quite uh, careful with his words and quite, yeah. you know, he makes it makes it out like a, a big scene. Event. Yeah, a big event. Yeah. That happens, you know. Greek, you know, Manalas, the Greek god in Rome, is the one that's, that stands yeah, out. It's, it's, a, it's a good line, and it, it, he's, but he's a, not he's in a, anywhere. He's not in anywhere in England. You can't is, listen to Peter Drury's he's commentary. He's there commentating. I don't know who yeah. for. But he's there commentating. I don't know. Who, we, yeah, we get Sam Matterface. I mean, for God's sake, <laughs> we de- we all deserve better. We just do. Yeah. Dion um, Dublin accompanying him as well. Dion Dublin, man, it's always a farce. <laughs> yeah. Um, there we go. That's all the World Cup stuff we're going to, we're going to cover for now. And if England lose on Saturday, we won't be covering it anymore. So that could be the final bit of World Cup. <laughs> um, we will be back. Yeah. We'll be back on Wednesday evening on YouTube, Thursday morning, because we don't want to clash with the fans forum that's happening on Thursday. So our preview of Bristol City will be a day early uh, than it normally is. We the scam report returns. Mick has done the scam report already. He's spoken to a Bristol City fan. I haven't watched it back yet. Um, you'll be fine. I don't know, I don't know where my expectations are at the minute, but I will have a look. Set them low, mate, and you'll be all right. <laughs> cool. Um, Danny will be on the night on the fans forum for us. Is that all right in saying, Danny? You will be there, yes, I will be. I have got permission from the club to be the face of New York talk, so if it goes horribly wrong, I'm to blame. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna get a little bit of advice from one of my lecturers at uni on how to. Um, operate it properly mm. if that makes sense and the best way to do it like is it laptop and phone is it just phone etc etc mm. and then <clears throat> obviously um the media officer at the club he'll be mitigating what i put out because you know it's their event 
Um, but yeah, I will be reporting live for New York Talk from wherever it will be in New York Stadium. Um, so yeah, it won't it won't be uh, a properly podcasty thing. Though. It will be on Twitter, or maybe even a written report that goes on Twitter later. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but yeah, yeah, then it will have there. the keys to the uh, New York Talk podcast account, a Twitter account yes. on Thursday. Uh, so follow us here, IUC underscore pod. Follow there. Um, and anything that Danny can share with us from the night, which I assume over most of it, to be honest, um, he will let us know and then we'll talk about it on the next episode. If anything yeah. interesting comes up, nothing yeah, interesting that, may come up. So, you know, I just hope I'm not showing the door for um, putting out the wrong thing, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for, a, for, a, for a spelling mistake that makes it into a different word or something like that. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, Wednesday, last Wednesday evening back on YouTube, Thursday morning for the for the podcast normal service will be resumed we'll get back to talking about proper players there's no mbappes we've got shane ferguson and connor washington and people like that that's what that's what we want um yeah anything else that anybody wants to talk about before we leave because we're actually another hour out of this which is quite impressive bearing on there's no great deals to talk about i'm all good i think we're uh, i think we're about done aren't we good i like it Thank you all for being involved. If you haven't already, please do subscribe to the YouTube channel. And as I already mentioned, follow us on Twitter and Facebook because you'll be able to see the stuff that uh, we put out uh, over the next few days. Uh, so we're back, th- back Wednesday, and then it'll return to normal Sunday evening. It's normal times. Back at 8 o'clock on YouTube. If you're, on, you're watching YouTube on Wednesday, it's back at 8 o'clock on the normal time. For you that are doing it there, please subscribe on the audio, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you are there as well. Uh, Mick, it's been a pleasure to have you with us during this World Cup break. Are you looking forward to getting back to... Uh, can't uh, brother said Messi's okay, but he's no Tom Eves. That's what that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't wait. I can't wait to get back down to New York and just see some real football. <laughs> Wrap up on Saturday because it's going to be freezing and all. It is going to be cold, isn't it? And and Bristol City, to be fair, they've got that young lad in middle. I can't remember his name now. Middle at Park who, who loves a good roll around on floor, doesn't he? Mm. So uh, anyway, save that. Save it for Wednesday. I'll go there. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I didn't mention it to him from Bristol City podcast. No. I just, I, I tried to, I tried to play it safe. Oh, that's probably a good idea. Well done. Yeah. I think when you go, in, when you go out on your own, you play it safe. When I'm asking questions, you pop up with all nonsense. Yeah, well, yeah, only ask him if he still wants to sack manager and a couple of other bits and pieces. Just, yeah. You'll, you'll be able to see it on the next episode. Uh, Tom, be pleased to have you with us. Like the next time we have you on, it'll probably be about Rotherham United, which will make a change, won't it? <laughs> Thank God, yeah. That's been wait- that's what I've been waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Danny, it's been a pleasure to have you back with us again. Can't wait for some Rotherham chat. Yeah, me either. Um, sorry about the background noise. My pizza has just been delivered. Ah, get in. Um, well, that's a but, perfect time then, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about Rotherham. I've had enough for international football already. I want to see. Um, I want to see Victor saving some some penalties rather than um, John Pickford. If I'm being honest. Yes. Oh, well, uh, yeah. If you're going to save anything, let's save penalties. Yeah. yeah. Um, thank you everybody for watching. And I said, we'll be back next time, a couple of days' time, uh, for the Rotherham preview. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Brilliant. You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, has a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Rotherham United's pathway back to the Champions League.
away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.